Welcome to Invisible Not Broken, the Chronic Illness Podcast Network. The new Invisible Not Broken podcast features roundtable discussions and candid conversations between the hosts of all the podcasts within our network. I'm Monica from Explicitly Sick. I'm Eva from Human Care. I'm Jason from Discomfort Zone. I'm Dr. Lee from Sex and Chronic Illness. You can find all of our shows on your favorite podcast player or on InvisibleNotBroken.com. Today, we're doing a Meet the Host episode. Let's jump into it. Today, we're going to tell everybody our deep, dark secret <laughs> stuff, right? <laughs> because we haven't been doing that this whole time. <laughs> exactly. So many secrets. <laughs> well, I figure let's start before we jump into the agenda, which is two truths and a lie. Fun game. Uh, why don't we just each say like a real quick thing about our, ourselves, like just a little background for those who don't know each of us. Um, I'll start. So, so I'm Eva, EVA, great name, right? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have had chronic illness since I was 12, or at least that's when I started seeing specialists and took me 10 years to be diagnosed with anything. Also lots of fun. Uh, and long story short, I recently found out I have Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome and mast cell activation syndrome, fibromyalgia, and possibly some other goodies uh, in the chronic illness basket. Uh, I've been working in healthcare in a lot of different ways for the last 10 years. So corporate healthcare, clinical, I have a few degrees in science, the sciences, and Somehow I found myself as an entrepreneur and a podcaster, so I'm not really sure how that happened, but it did. So here we are. <laughs> and uh, I was the original, or no, I was the co-host with Monica on the original Invisible Not Broken, which is, I guess, what we're on right now. <laughs> but uh, Monica got us started, and then she asked me to join, and now we're a network, and boom! Network. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great intro, right? Okay, who wants to go next? Great intro. <laughs> I'll go next. So I'm Lee, and I was diagnosed with Lyme's disease in 2012. Apparently, I got bit by a tick, but I never saw it. I don't know, and became deathly ill. And I also, at the time of that, I also suffered from um, temporomandibular joint pain. Um, which was very painful for three years and went through a good five years of treatment for that and still have some jaw pain from here and there and chronic migraines and yeah, dealing with that. And I'm a psychotherapist and a sex therapist. I've been a psychotherapist for 12 years and I work with individuals, groups, couples, all kinds of people. I specialize in alternative sexuality, so I work with folks who are kinky and ethical non-monogamous folks and really enjoy my work, and I've merged that working with chronic illness and sexuality. I was the resident sex therapist on Invisible Not Broken and did a bunch of podcast guest spots and some other shows, and people were like, you need to start your own podcast, and I was like, well, why not? And I knew that you guys became a network and I talked to Monica and here I am and I'm just so happy to be part of it. It's so exciting. So I'm new at podcasting and I'm really enjoying it. So great. Yeah. We're happy to have you here, Lee. Yes, I'm happy to be here. Definitely. Yeah. 
I can uh, go next. Um, I'm Jason Herderick. I'm a 30-year-old uh, man uh, living in Toronto, Canada. Um, I, When I was in my fourth year of university back in 2011, um, I suffered a sports injury while playing basketball, which over the many years, um, along with um, uh, along with a lot of stress around the same time that ended up manifesting itself um, into fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome or myalgic encephalomyelitis, um, POTS, and I think that's all of them. Might be missing one. But yeah, anyways, um, after for several years, I became very severely ill. And during that time when I was very, very ill, I fell in love with storytelling podcasts. And when I began to recover, it just seemed like a very natural next step for me to go and start my own, to get my own story out there and to start interviewing other people. So um, yeah, I do lots of narrative, a mix of narrative driven stories and uh, interview style as well. I think that's it. Um, yeah, I, I um, yeah, chatted with Monica. I was in uh, a subject on her show, I think a, a few, a few months back, back in May or something. And she asked me to join the network and yeah, I'm super happy to join. Cause you're awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It's so fun to look at all of you cause like you all started as interviews. So it's, <laughs> it's really neat. It is true. Monica, you are the mother that I'm sorry. Of everything. I swear I was just like <laughs> mother of teenagers, mother of wolf and hamster and chickens. <laughs> Yeah, it seems to be my role. Um, okay, so uh, Monica Michelle, and um, I've been sick since I was eight, at least that's when I've been in uh, hospitals. Um, it took until I was 36 to get a proper diagnosis of Ehlers-Danlos, POTS, mast cell activation disorder, and like a whole host of other things, but those are the, the main guys. Um, I started Invisible Not Broken because I was a photographer for 10 years, and I got too sick to do the thing anymore. And I had to um, move cities. I had to move, change my whole life. And I got really lonely after running a business, uh, a business especially where I got to meet really cool and meet people all the time. And all of a sudden my life became this room. And I just started to get really grumpy about just being in bed and not meeting new people. So I started Invisible Not Broken. I thought if I felt lonely and, um, being lonely just means that you're not getting to hear other people who are experiencing what you're experiencing. So I thought that I could start this podcast where I got to interview people and just sort of like for real talk about what our lives are like and help other people not feel alone in all of this. So that's, that's me. Many, many thanks, Monica. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. So two truths and a lie anyone yeah i feel like i should be actually drinking something in my coffee like it's so sad this is just coffee if we're gonna play this yeah i know this is usually like some form of drinking this game. is a drinking game like we need to do this like again like this for water. fun but yeah. like yeah we need to start having like a game night where we do like cards of humanity or something like that is such a fun game and it's so much fun isn't it when you i played it with my teenager though and it got really like uncomfortable <laughs> That'll really test your comfort level with any group playing cards, really especially will. with it your parent totally or will. child. <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I, I I played it before, and I think I was pretty three sheets to the wind, maybe. Or that's helpful. Yeah. <laughs>
Well, it's a fun, uh, it's definitely a fun game. On that note, uh, Dr. Lee, why don't you start us off with Two Truths and a Lie? In, Uh-oh. In whatever <laughs> order that you clearly wish to tell them because we want to guess. So you will tell your yes. and a lie and then one by one, we will guess which one it is and you will tell us after we have all guessed. How's it sound? Awesome. Okay, well, I was a bottle dancer and fiddler on the roof. And I am an avid shell collector, and I was a AAA baseball team mascot for four years. This isn't fair. I can see you doing all of those things. That's why you're good. Can you? <laughs> those are good. That's I really tough. I write mine now. <laughs> Dr. Lee, can you tell? Can you say them one more time? I'm an avid shell collector. I was a bottle dancer in the musical Fiddler on the Roof. And I was a triple A baseball team mascot. Those are so fabulous. Okay. I know. Everyone listening, really write good. down your guess. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Yeah. Um, one really quick comment, whether this is a truth or a lie. I was the fiddler in Fiddler on the Roof. So that's something we either have in common or your fake self and I have in common. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's hilarious. Uh, I will vote for uh, the AAA as a lie. Yeah, I'm going same thing, AAA. I'm going shell collector. And the, the verdict is? Monica, I've never been a shell collector. <laughs> I can always... so see you doing a mascot. I, I, there's no way you didn't do that. I did a flip, I did a flip off the dugout and they hired <laughs> No. Oh my God. I'm oh, sorry if I just need to see pictures oh and videos of that. I'm totally, video. gonna, I'm totally going to show you a picture. It was a big <laughs> wave looking thing. It was called yep. Riptide, but it literally looked like a deformed cookie monster. And it was quite terrifying. And there's this one after the first inning, you know, they have a thing where I race a child across the, the bases. And always do like, they give the child therapy money? Like, is there vouchers? They should, maybe that's why I became a therapist. <laughs> I'm thinking this might have been a turning point for you. <laughs> it's a turning point for me. Um, but anyway, the, I would always let the child win because, you know, beating the child, it would have been. But I remember one uh, baseball game, I ended up tripping and my head fell off. And the head was like 10 pounds, you know, and this head like came flying off. And I used to wear, you know what doctors wear when they're in surgery? They tie their, I would yep. tie those around my head so I wouldn't sweat like crazy. Cause in the summertime being in one of those, it was super hot. And I remember the head flying off and the child turning, <laughs> <laughs> the child like turning to look and the child like lost it, screaming. You know, you see this like white guy in this big suit with this thing tied around my head. I mean, it was this poor child was traumatized. Let's so talk about, you know. Um, okay, do you have photos or videos so I can put these in the show notes? I definitely have a photo somewhere. I'll find it. Yeah. I don't okay, we need to put this in the show notes. I, I really think we need this. But it was such a great job. I did it all through undergrad when I was in college. I had such a great time doing it. And I even got to drive a four-wheeler around the park, like after the seventh, the seventh inning stretch. So much fun. And you know, if people were at the game that I knew, but they didn't know me, I could mess with them. So it was kind of fun to be in that costume and 
get paid just to dance around and shoot t-shirts out of a gun. So much fun. Oh yeah. You and can- I was a bottle dancer. Yeah, I got paid for it. Yeah. And then they would also hire me to go to these appearances. So if a family wanted to hire me for a birthday or an event, I would go and do those too. So it was a job that I took right when I moved home from New York City. I was an actor and a dancer and I didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, what do I do? And I remember my stepfather saying, hey, there's an ad for Riptide for the Norfolk Tides. And at that time, they were the AAA team for the New York Mets. And um, yeah, it was so much fun. And I did that for four years. So yeah, interesting career. I got to meet like the professional mascots. They would come down like the Philly Fanatic and like all the big ones. So cool beans, cool job. And I, was a bottle, and I was a bottle dancer in Fiddler on the Roof, which was a great musical. One of the, I think it's such a great show. So, But I've always wanted to collect shells. They are pretty. So, Future shell collector. <laughs> Future shell collector. But you were giving good job, Monica. Thank you. <laughs> a sneak peek into episode 10 of Discomfort Zone podcast. My sister was getting married, and I was happy for her. She's been my biggest supporter throughout my illness. Part of my job as your sister was to touch base with you every day and just remind you that we all loved you and that we we cared about you. The problem is, I was too sick to attend her wedding. Your mom told me you're not going to be able to make it to the wedding. But like all Spoonies, I'm a problem solver. I had an idea, though, that I wanted to share with you. So I hatched a plan to pay tribute without leaving home. I can't be there, but I'm there in spirit. Lyrics so dope, hope y'all could hear. Rod inherits a wife, he's stuck with for life. Your love is quite rare, I hope you're aware. She talks like a parrot, smells like a carrot. I hope you can bear it. Ha <laughs> ha, of course you can. If not, if not, get a divorce, man. Whoa, what the, are you kidding me? Did you like it? I mean, it was pretty bad when she said she smells like a carrot, but then you can't say divorce. It's like saying Voldemort and Harry Potter. You just don't do it. To listen to the full episode, type Discomfort Zone into Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast player. Don't forget to subscribe. You can also find episodes from other podcasts in the Invisible Not Broken network by visiting invisiblenotbroken.com. All right, Monica, how about you? You ready to go? Sure. Um, I used to be a professional singer, just a little bit. Um, I have shot baskets with NBA players, and I used to play fetch with coyotes. Right away, I I feel like the coyotes one has just got to be true. You're definitely... uh... I could see. That's why I'm going to spit my water out, because I could see you playing with coyotes. Well, yeah, I feel like all of these are true too, Ethan. I know, but um, a professional singer. That's I'm, not. I'm gonna say the the basketball one is false. I'm going to say the professional singer. If anyone knows anything, my children begged me not to sing to them. Like they would cry if I sang lullabies. No, it's absolutely the singer one. <laughs> my mom was a professional singer. My mom was a professional folk singer. I it skipped. 
but if you want the explanation i when i was a photographer i was asked to photograph for the warriors and um their uh their main guy at the time was stack jack uh stephen jackson and um oh gosh i'm gonna forget his friend's name shoot and he's a really nice guy uh they started a shoe company and i was asked to do the the creative directing and um to do the photos of course and so we went to their actual the warriors um where they trained and i got to shoot baskets with them for a little bit which was really fun and um it ended up becoming a national ad campaign which was really cool uh the coyotes absolutely true I worked at a uh, <laughs> I worked at a rescue in California <laughs> where we would take um, animals that were native to California if they were abandoned or they weren't able to be re-released and we would take care of them for their lives and we had like kind of a miniature zoo and when I was a teenager I worked there for years where I got to um, I got to groom foxes and I would go into the coyote cage and I throw the ball for them and we'd wrestle around and they were the do not do this with wild coyotes, by the way. This was a coyote that was born in captivity and was very puppy-like. Um, and I got to uh, get my pocket picked by a possum. They were really good with their tails and it would steal my wallet all the time. And I'd feed baby squirrels and uh, I got to hang out with snakes, which was a way to get over my phobia. So there you have it. Those are some very weird little moments. Very cool. Very you. Oh, very. I could. Very you. <laughs> I do love that y'all knew the coyote thing was for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I'm like, real. yeah, I could totally. Yeah, see absolutely. Taking out court with the coyotes. Yeah, mother of all things, fluffy and running around. Exactly. Yep. Totally see it. All right, Jason, you're up. I'm up. All right, let me just pull these up here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay. Um, I broke my wrist during the Santa Claus parade when I was three years old. I almost enrolled as a Buddhist monk about five years ago. And my short stint as a hand model ended abruptly after I cut myself chopping vegetables the night before a big shoot. <laughs> I'm going to guess the three-year-old thing. A uh, hand model. I'm going to say and model. You guys don't think these things are beautiful? No? <laughs> so gorgeous. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've never been a hand model. Yeah, you guys are right. <laughs> it seemed to fit well within your humor. So <laughs> that's why I guess it. But Buddhist, the Buddhist monk thing is really interesting. Was it's that like during the um, really intense years of chronic fatigue? Um, so it was right before the really most intense period of my chronic illness um, that, yeah, I actually, I went over, I flew over to Thailand, did like a two and a half month stay at a Buddhist monastery there. And when I came back, I found a local one. And so I was spending a lot of time there and it was kind of like, I'm not healthy enough to work or anything. It would be really cool to, you know, just try out the lifestyle of being a Buddhist monk. It kind of helped me cope with um chronic illness and the chronic pain and everything but yeah I actually I wasn't healthy enough to do it because you need to be able to work a lot and contribute to all like the, the the chores that need to be done around there so wasn't able to do that um but yeah and then the the other one was the break my wrist when I was three years old um that I, again, very, very, very vague memory of that whole thing, but my, I was watching the Santa Claus parade with my brother and sister, and I was sitting on like the ottoman in front of the couch, so kind of like where you put your legs up if you're sitting on the couch, and 
Um, my brother was watching TV and I just went and sat in his way. So he kicked me off with full force. I landed on the ground in front of him and then I got right back up, went to sit in front of him again. I think I was deliberately trying to piss him off there. And the second time I went kerplunk, landed right on my wrist and uh, yeah, that didn't go so well. Ouch. It had to be a sibling thing. Like <laughs> if there's like a broken totally. bone, it's always a sibling was involved. Definitely. Yeah, he had five years on me. He was kind of in the doghouse with my dad for a long time after that. So, yeah. A sneak peek into this week's episode of the Human Care Podcast. Because we, can't, we just can't see our own stuff, right? So that's one of the reasons why I hire coaches, right? Like, I know where I want to go with my life, with my business, with my health, but sometimes I can't see like what am, the things we do unconsciously, like how, how do you know what you're doing unconsciously? They're unconscious, <laughs> right? So whether it's uh, overeating or it's pushing yourself when you shouldn't push yourself or the way you talk to yourself in your head, you don't know what you don't know. To listen to the full episode, type human care into your iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or any other podcast player. Don't forget to subscribe. You can also find episodes from other podcasts in the Invisible Not Broken Network by visiting invisiblenotbroken.com. All right, so I guess I'll go finish mm -hmm. this. Yeah. All right, so uh, piggybacking off of the parade thing, um, I rode on a float in the Gay Pride Parade in New York City. Uh, I snuck into New York City Fashion Week and sat in the front row. And I threw a surprise wedding for my parents. I should say a, that would be a renewal of vows, not like their first wedding. But. That's really tough because I can. I know, I can see all those. These. Yeah. Uh -huh, my evil mm, thing. This is really, this is tricky. This is a good one. I absolutely feel like you would be on a gay pride parade float. Totally. Mm -hmm. I'd be on there with you um, but you're such a planner i could totally see you doing the wedding thing for your parents because that yeah. seems very like something you would do and and like but i can also see you sneaking into fashion week i'm gonna go as fashion week is the false one but i could see you doing it <laughs> i'm gonna go with the the parents renewal of vows mm. i'm gonna go with fashion week as well I think it's something that you would love to do. Oh, wow. Uh, none of you guys got mine. <gasps> really? <laughs> I actually have never ridden on a float in the gay pride parade, though I wish, I wish I had, and I totally <laughs> did. But I have wow. <laughs> I have not done that. I, um, I did sneak into Fashion Week and sit in the front row and drum roll, three times I did that. Wow. That's amazing. Oh. Did you this see me like big time? Did you Sit in the row with celebs. celebs. Uh, I sat next to Martha Stewart. I sat next to um, oh, Nigel Barker, and I. Oh my! Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> and I sat next to. Oh, I can't remember actually who the other person was. Now I'm forgetting it. But I met Carolina Herrera, and I met um, Jessica Stam, who was a very famous supermodel at the time. Uh, and the first time I did it was coming home from ballet class. I was like at Ailey and I, Alvin Ailey, and I was sweaty 
And I saw Fashion Week happening when it was like a, it used to be a tent in Bryant Park. And I literally snuck under the tent. I don't know how that worked, but it did. And then the other two times I like one, I made up a name on the list and somehow that name was on the list. Um, I don't remember how the, oh, and the other time I saw the door, there was like a back door open, like a security guard went in and then I caught the door right before it closed and snuck in. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> Fashion Week needs to kind of rework their whole security department there. They're, they're not doing a great <laughs> job. Well, now it's in Lincoln Center, although now it's COVID, so I don't know where it is or if it's happening. Yeah, I don't know where that, yeah. But yeah, so that cool. was cool. And the surprise wedding thing for my parents, I won't go into detail now, but that's probably my favorite thing that I've ever done. I bet. Yeah, that's nice. I did it in Israel on the kibbutz, which is kind of like a the equivalent of a commune. Um, they that they met at in nineteen seventy-five, I think, and they hadn't been there for forty years. And so, like close to the forty-year anniversary of the meeting, they came to visit me when I lived there, and then I set up the surprise wedding, and yeah, it was like the best thing ever. Oh, nice. Mine. <laughs> very cool well I guess we all learned some stuff about each other today that was very successful <laughs> that was fun we need to do like fun. game night or something after this like these yeah. are fun yeah we're so. all very strange and weird people I, I'm all for it <laughs> <laughs> and maybe yes next time we can involve some alcohol on the show <laughs> we really need to we need to do this a little later I can definitely like increase the greenery too <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> sounds fun yeah i would have been drunk if we had been doing this with alcohol i think i went over three there <laughs> could have blamed that on that uh... i would have gotten a little bit more creative with my lives yeah so, i mean to be fair i'm only five foot three so the the nba thing definitely sounds like a false one <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's it for today's round table and uh, time you will hear more interesting truths and lies and <laughs> drunk invisible not broken posts <laughs> that'll be fun I'm, I'm really looking forward to that we'll schedule that and if you guys have any ideas of like things we should do let us know yes bring on the ideas thanks for listening to another roundtable episode of invisible not broken part of the invisible not broken podcast network if you haven't already, please take the next 30 seconds to do these three things. Subscribe to all of our shows, leave feedback with a review, and share this episode with a loved one. Don't forget to check out our official Invisible Not Broken Network Facebook group. Please join us in our community conversations where you can ask questions, connect with fellow Invisible Illness peers, and make suggestions for the podcast. That's all for today. Take care and remember to be kind, be gentle, and in whatever way you can, be a badass.